Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. It's that time again, Dana. We're gonna we're gonna do some kicking, kicking. some ADHD. Bam! I set that up <laughs> wrong this time. I what, uh, I need to come up with a new way to intro this. That's that's I know, not working out too boring, well. But that's okay. It is. I'm sorry. Yeah, we can't we can't have it the same way every time. No, no. no. Uh, anyway, how are you today? We digress. Yes. I'm doing very very well. Thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. It How seems like you? a great day. Yeah, you know, it's it's good. I'm I'm adding yet another cup of coffee to yeah, the uh, to the arsenal. Down. Yeah, absolutely. Down. <laughs> Somebody well, told me today they'd already had their quota, and I'm like, I was like, what is this quota of coffee? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we can have that uh, as a different conversation, David. That's true. So we're wading into some territory here where I'm going to try to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> No, please don't. What we're talking about today is how gender influences ADHD. Um, and it's just, you know, just we just want to get smarter about our ADHD. And and I we want both men and women and those in between to, to start thinking about it and be more aware. Yeah, it's a fascinating topic. And I, I don't know where we're going to jump off, but I I I remember one of the things I read early on just when I really became aware that it was real <laughs> uh, was that for a long time, girls were simply not diagnosed either at all or just not nearly as frequently as young boys. Right. And we'll talk about that. Uh, yes. Oh, and, and what comes from that? Yeah. They thought for a long time it was just the boys that were had ADHD. It just because hyperactivity. Right. And whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And um, so that is changing. Thank goodness. Even though some people still think it's it affects boys more than girls, there's still a lot of misinformation out there. The deal is ADHD impacts men and women differently in some ways and not differently in others. Some of it's environmental, some of it's not. Um and what we want to do is have people understand themselves and also the people that they live with. Yeah. And that's why this is kind of an important topic for me, especially for that reason, because I have a teenage daughter who yeah. is definitely diagnosed, which has you know been discussed before here on this podcast. So it's it was interesting to me to explore this very idea, you know, what's different about how how you know, gender interacts with ADHD. It was, that was one of the early things that I found fascinating. And then of course I got my diagnosis and, <laughs> and well, there you anyway. go. And there you yeah. go. Yeah. And the thing is, is there are a lot more resources for women with ADHD out there than there are for men. 
Uh, I was doing some Googling and some research just to uh, prepare for this. And, and when you, when you search for women in ADHD, you get all kinds of stuff, all kinds of support and help and articles and da, 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 da. You do a search for men and ADHD and there's basically nothing more than the challenges of being in a relationship with an ADHD man. Um, so I, I, Oh my gosh, you poor guys. And I've noticed this in coaching as well. A lot of coaches focus on women. Uh, They want to work with women. And I purposely uh, have designed my website to, to, for, to help men too, because I love working with men. I'm, I, I have about an equal number of men and women in my private practice and, and I, men are great to work with. And you guys, it's so fascinating. You need the help. We really do. We, we need so <laughs> much need, help. You need so oh, much help. It's no. so true. But <laughs> I, I find that interesting. Like this is one of the things I love about you is that you, you're you like, bring the men on. Like I, I could understand why a lot of women or, or coaches and ADHD coaches in general would just be like, no, nah, I don't want to work with those guys, you know, but you know, we do need, you need, need so you need support help. just like women do. It, it, it's a little bit different and we, and we'll mm. talk about that. Um, but yeah, men need, men need support for their ADHD as well. And just talking about this a little bit, one of the things that I adore working with men is when you get talked to them on this personal level, like I do with my clients, you realize how much they love their families, how much they love their spouses, how tender they are inside. And that's a side of men that you don't see normally. You just don't see that's it. That's true. And I, I just, that's gives me, it just warms the cockles of my heart to, to know. <laughs> that's, that's so neat. Yeah. I, it's, that's a great observation. And I wonder if, you know, we also just are terrible because we have ADHD. If we're terrible at expressing or showing all of that, like, I, you know, living it out in other words. It's you know? not a, an ADHD thing. It's more of a, I, in my experience with the men in my my dad and my birth dad and my stepdad and my husband and they're um, they're just all very stoic. My brother is mm. more he's more emotional and he shows it. He has more of a feminine spirit to him. But the other men, I mean, you just would never know. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and interesting. and so anyhow, that's we digress. But it's just I. I there was something. Else. Oh, the other interesting thing that I've seen recently in the new some of the newer clients that are coming along for me in the private practice is they're younger men. So in their late twenties, early thirties, they were diagnosed as children, right? And they didn't get the help they needed long term to launch oh. into life with their ADHD. So maybe they were on medication when their parents were involved and through school and then they stopped and they've kind of gone off the rails now. And now they're out back looking for help. Now they've realized they have to take charge and, and, and or at least find, you know, do something, yes. right? Where yes. instead of relying on somebody else to do it for them or whatever it might have been. That's interesting. I I wondered too, Dana, you know, being a white male as I am, right? One of the things that has happened to me in my adulthood is just becoming aware of what it means to be a white male, right? So I'm prefacing here because I wondered if 
the lack of content and support resources and so forth for men that was specifically for men related to ADHD might be in part because there were so many young boys diagnosed and so many therefore adult men that would you know fit the ADHD category that for a long time maybe all the stuff was created with men in mind and it was just never said that it was for men and like you know what I mean yeah and there's a great point there because there are some other ADHD podcasts and they are, I can't even listen to them because they are so male oriented. They just assume and that everybody with ADHD is, you know, testosterone driven and jumping out of airplanes and, you know, doing all of this stuff. Oh, and, wow, and they, right. they talk about it like there is only one type of ADHD and that it only uh, affects men. And that it, I find it just, I, they're, offensive to me because it doesn't look at the whole picture. Interesting. Interesting. So that does support your premise. Well, and, and again, I, whether that's, whether it's actually true or not, I've just become hyper aware of how sort of male dominated so many spheres are. <laughs> and, and so, but I think it's fun that, that, well, actually we've got a lot to talk about. So why don't we take a break if that makes sense dana yes and 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 let's come back because i know there's so much to talk about here you've prepared some really great stuff to dive into David. Did you happen to catch episode 27? I think it was two episodes ago. It was called Overcommit Much. In it, Dana gave me a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with, you know, thousands of my favorite people listening. That means you, the listeners of this podcast. So it wasn't exactly one-on-one, -on -one, but you get the idea. Dana is a masterful coach and I will be the first to admit that I hit a point in my life where I realized I needed some direct help <laughs> with you know, managing ADHD symptoms and, and really taking control of areas where I was struggling. I want you to know if you haven't ever worked with a coach, Dana is someone that you should really consider working with. There's a great way for you to get a little taste that goes beyond what happened last week, but also doesn't commit you to coaching. And that is that Dana has produced an audio course that allows you to understand the fundamentals of ADHD success. And I really want to urge you to go check this out. It's not a free item, but it is a very inexpensive, low cost item. And here's how to get it. Just go to DanaRayburn.com, D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com. It's on the homepage. Just scroll down a little ways and you'll see there's some green buttons that say get access now. And those are related to this audio program, The Fundamentals of ADHD Success. It's an online course and I promise you it's going to be worth your time. You're going to be glad you did it. So go to DanaRayburn.com and check it out. And make sure that if you do end up getting this audio program, make sure that you reply back to one of those emails that you get, you know, and let Dana know you heard about it right here on Kick Some ADHD. Again, DanaRayburn.com and grab the fundamentals of ADHD success. You're going to be glad you did. All right, we're back. We're talking about gender and how it does, doesn't influence ADHD. So where gender influences ADHD. All right. So let's get down into it. I've got three areas that we're going to talk about, and then we may throw in some more because, you know, sometimes you talk about one thing and it helps you think of another. Sounds good. First is the diagnosis. Um, more boys tend to be diagnosed in school than girls do. 
And there is a reason for that. And for years, we already mentioned that for years, they thought ADHD was just a boy thing. Hyperactivity is more apparent in boys. There tend to be more boys with hyperactivity than girls. There are more girls are in attentive type ADHD. And I next week we're going to talk about the types of ADHD because I could go off on this because I I don't believe I I disagree with the way they categorize ADHD. Oh, but anyway, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking yeah. to you about that. Yeah, because yeah, I just be yeah. Anyway, it's but hyperactive boy, little boys jumping around the room, um, and sometimes this shows up in utero. You know where the baby, I, the babies are just flopping around when in their mom's in their mom's stomach, and then um, or you get toddlers that are climbing up and you know jumping off the top of the refrigerator. And I've had clients that have had these experiences where they're child their babies are actually in danger because they're doing all this wild stuff anyway oh wow so boys tend to be picked up earlier in school because they're annoying in the classroom girls tend to if they're inattentive they tend to be sitting and staring out the window and quiet and not saying anything so the adhd doesn't show up or girls um show it by by passing notes back and forth or they they show it by talking in the back of the room but it's not as annoying as the little kid the, the little boy that just can't sit down and you know unfortunately this kind of lends some support to the critics of ADHD who think that it becomes this thing that you diagnose to solve a behavior problem right because the boys generally you know that are hyperactive and they're disrupting class that's one of the things that causes someone to go, wait, maybe we need to go check this out. And if the girls are not disrupting everything, then, you know, why bother trying to help them with their mental health or whatever it might be? Right. (laughs) Which is tragic. It is tragic. I mean, I didn't cause a damn problem in school, except that I just didn't do any work and I got horrible grades. Yeah. And, and so I would, and now I say, well, why didn't anyone look at this child who is obviously intelligent and and is a low C average student? Why, you know, why wasn't that brought to anybody's attention? <laughs> nobody exactly. seemed to know this. Yeah. Nobody yeah why wasn't someone? So and the only reason that I got any help at all as a young boy was because the school system I was in when I was in fourth grade, fifth grade was um, very they were on the cutting edge of exceptional gifted education. And they were developing this program and they put me in it. And my parents were like, what are you talking about? He turns in his test, math test, half done. And he's getting, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't. And they're like, no, 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 he can do all the work. We're just not challenging him enough. And so that was helpful because I had a really great experience being really challenged. But it also, I think, prevented me from getting that diagnosis when I was younger. They, They weren't, paying as much attention when I was, you know, this was in the eighties or mid eighties, but still I wonder if they would have noticed something different if they, if I, if I hadn't had that opportunity to get accelerated, you know? Yeah. And mine was in the sixties and it was, um, yeah, they didn't, my brother who was hyperactive, he was, um, actually they took him out and put him, it was awful. They, I won't go into his details, but the way he was treated, it was very damaging. They, tr- they they assumed it was a behavior issue, like a discipline problem. No, they, I, assumed, I, he, they no. assumed that he was um, sub-intelligence. 
Oh, he's, no. he's, he is really smart. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, that's a double. Mm, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't we need to go there because I don't want to air my brother's laundry. But, of, course. Um, of course. Anyway. So the thing is, so boys are more likely to be diagnosed in school. Sure. Females don't are more likely to get diagnosed in, in their 30s, late 30s, 36 to 38 years old is obvious if they weren't diagnosed as children. So Interesting. what happens is what we call it in coaching is they hit the wall. Mm-hmm. And, and so they get to this point where they've tried and tried and tried and they just can't do it anymore. And they, they're just drowning. And that's when they reach out for help when they've can't, they just can't function. Interesting. So as life gets busier as jobs and kids and expectations start to build and the, and the woman who's been able to sort of kind of maybe sort of cope, but not well, but then she just hits that wall and can't anymore. Interesting. And I, I, I hope this shifts, you know, because we're, we're now dealing with kids. I just remember at first being something that was commonly diagnosed in the 90s. So the 90s kids are now, you know, adults. I'm, I, so in other words, I hope that the world that, for example, my daughter enters into adulthood in is much more aware of all of this than what it has been. And, and maybe there will be better resources. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. We're, certain, I'm not, we're certainly doing what we can. We're I know, doing I know what we can. Darn it, David. OK, Absolutely. so that's the diagnosis. So boys are tend to be more diagnosed more often in school because the hyperactivity shows girls, women are diagnosed later in life. OK. So we also need to look at the hormonal impact and doctors rarely consider hormonal fluctuations when developing a treatment plan for women. And you've got to, you've got to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big deal. It's a very I mean, big deal. Depending on the gender. <laughs> right. I mean, it, 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 it plays out differently. Right. Because, you know? because um, so even at puberty and you know, as a, father of a of a young woman that puberty actually starts a lot earlier than they tell you yes <laughs> you know like the mood that was a changes fine how do you do the mood <laughs> changes start when they're about nine maybe <laughs> and you're the oh my I, gosh who is this child <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so anyway it was the, different <laughs> hormonal fluctuations in in girls um and in women, hormonal fluctuations between estrogen and progesterone de, um, influence the way the brain works. Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. And so a way that you might treat boys. So if they're, if the medication isn't helping with a boy, you increase the medication dosage and it will help. With girls, you increase the medication dosage and it often doesn't help. It, it has an opposite effect. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so no, I'm going to let you continue. Yeah. <laughs> like and, there are, these are places where I'm just going to, you know what, I'll just be quiet right now. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> yeah. the thing to be aware of, especially with young women, when they're, you know, when they're first in their, uh, in their first few years of starting their period, anybody, any girl, even ADHD or not, their hormones are all over the place. They don't know how to manage it yet. They just they need to learn the self-management skills. So, it, so if fathers, 
you know, well, I hope there's right. not a husband of a teenage girl, but um, I, I if agree, you yeah. have young women in your life, helping them to identify the their PMS cycles is that's helpful instead of getting mad at them when they get emotional. It's, hey, you know, what's going on? So it's helping Let's, yeah. them learn those skills. And 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 I I don't know uh, personally, of course, but like if you're not if you're someone with ADHD and you're you know that could be something that you're inclined to not track well, I would think, right? Right. <laughs> like when is the cycle happening and what's going on there? And you know, uh, uh, but I do know like in 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 this particular case with my daughter, this all happened at once, including the diagnosis. Uh-huh. So now you're trying to dial in medication while all of this is you know still very new all of it you know so wow it was in a lot of ways kind of a perfect storm you know where that's concerned just yikes oh i felt so bad for her yeah yeah okay so so then as uh, then we look at the reproductive years as as girls get older and and realizing that where they are in their menstrual cycle is has a huge difference on the way their brains work so as they get closer the PMS hits, and this is for normal levels of PMS. It's not for the, um, there's some very extreme levels where that takes sure. special work, but um, it's it's just, it, you have to realize that your brain's going to work better probably in the first two weeks after your period starts than the two weeks before it starts. I hope, Interesting. I hope and you're I've... all okay that we're using the word period Oh yeah, well, let's call it a monthly cycle or something. I'm kidding. <laughs> I I, it's, it, it is what it is. I, I wonder though. I, like I've read accounts, anecdotal accounts of p- people who say that, like, eh, when the actual cycle is happening, forget it. The meds don't help at all, right? Like it just goes all uh, like you know. And I don't know. Everybody, I'm sure, has different experiences, but I understand that. ADHD symptoms can like really intensify for some people during that time. Yeah, period. and it actually is in my experience with me and my clients is it's, it's when your period starts, it all evens out. Oh, okay. So maybe it's the PMS. Like yeah, you said, the, it's the PMS. that's what you meant by yeah. PMS yeah. being the issue. Okay. Yeah. I'm tracking. Okay. And then we get into the menopausal years, the perimenopause and the menopause. And so <laughs> in perimenopause, then your hormones, once again, it's like puberty, but the reverse side of it, and they're all over the place. And you have no idea, you've, you know, you've depended on your body being a certain way for so many years. And then all of a sudden it's just, oh my gosh, what in the heck's going on here? And you, and there's a lot of emotional swings and things like that. So, so that can have a huge play on it too. And then when you hit menopause and the, and the estrogen levels drop a lot, then the brain, the cognitive functioning drops as well. Oh, that's gotta be the worst to experience, I would think. You know, some people, some women are really impacted by it. It hasn't infected me. In fact, I feel like my brain works better than it ever did. But then I'm taking better care of my brain than I ever did. So, Oh, that's interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of women say, oh my gosh, you know, my memory's bad and da, 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 da. And, and I, and I'm thinking, I don't know that this is across the board. And then we, you know, we also don't know how does the brain care? How do the supplements, the omega-3s and all, you know, the exercise, all the stuff that I'm just on now, if, if people were to pay attention like that, what difference would it make? And it's so, I still feel like such, we're in early days of so much of the science around this. I mean, there are 
aspects of medical science that we're we're just we we know virtually everything there is to know about certain systems of the body. Neuro, neurology, not so much, right. right? Neurochemistry, we're still, you know, barbaric. I think to some degree. Like I, I, I that's what I love about this though is we continue to learn more. You know, and even even just about if you separate out these issues, just how to take care of yourself going through menopause or perimenopause as a woman irrespective of ADHD or not, there's been so much learned about that in just the last 20, 30 right, years. Right. You know? And it's still so, not really, really even talked about it. anyway, but that's a whole different right. podcast that Truly, doesn't even apply yeah. for us. But the thing to realize is that ADHD can make the mood swings, can make the memory lapses, can make the irritability that happens in perimenopause and in menopause, it can make it worse. And I wonder how, with the corollary, or if there is one, for men whose testosterone levels drop, for example, which tends to happen when they hit their middle age years and yeah. whatnot. I don't know. And that's a question. Well, you're not there yet, so you don't you don't know. Um, uh, I I'm have firmly uh, middle age. <laughs> yeah. I have often believed, and I see this working with clients, and I've noticed this in my darling husband as well, is that I think men go through... They may not bleed, but they go through, They like they have their period also. I we, mean, we agree about this, Dana. Okay. I, I mean, really, I, I feel that, and I don't, I don't necessarily even know when, when this is, like, I'm, I'm the last one to notice, yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, th I have this theory also. Okay. Because I know with Scott, there are times when he's just gets really quiet and you don't know why and there's not and i'll say what's you know i used to say what's going on and, and worry about it and and now i just know and and then i think he's just this is just his cycle and then clients i've noticed with men that there can be a pattern that things are going along okay going along okay and then every few weeks it's just oh my gosh everything's horrible and falling apart and then the next week they're okay and they're okay and they're okay and then oh my gosh everything's horrible um so it just seems like men have a cycle as well. I'm, I have new things to research now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go digging around. Not now, but yeah. Don't do <laughs> after, it right now, David. Stop that. After this episode, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we Interesting. need we need to keep moving because I just looked at the clock. Yeah. Um, I know. Anyhow, and then we look at gender roles, and gender yes. roles have a huge influence on how women and men um, are impacted by their ADHD. It's huge. Right. Yeah. And I could definitely see this being an issue in a huge, like in so many ways. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. Right. In, so the people that I see struggle the most are in, um, are whim, whim, women or men, single parent men who sure. are responsible for their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's on you. You yeah. got to, you got to handle the education and the taxi service and the food prep and all of the things. Right. And yeah. women, even if they're married or in a relationship, um, in many, many households, the parenting just defaults to them. True. Even in very, very aware and progressive households, it right, seems yeah. like the childcare, all of this, the the brunt of it falls on the woman. Now the men are doing things, but they don't necessarily, and I'm being maybe generalist generalizing here. So smack me up if I am, but the, the women think about it and have to direct the men. And so then the men do it, but the men don't naturally think about it. 
unless they're told what I th- to do. I do think that there may be some generational components to this where maybe the younger, I, yeah, like I hope the so. Gen Ys and the, uh, the, you so. know, the millennials and the Gen Zs might, might have this different. We, we definitely know household formation is very different in those generations. Right. But however, you look at what's happened with COVID and right. how, how when, when kids can't go back to school and they're homeschooling, how it's often the woman has stepped out of the workforce, even in the young, the millennials, the woman stepped out of the workforce and the men, even if they make more money. Right. No, you're right. And there's a, um, there's a piece of this too, that gets down like an article. I read an article about, um, working environment at home. Like the man, you know, or the male, if there is one, tends to have like an office or a place where the door gets closed, right? And mom, no. She's at the dining <laughs> yeah. room table homeschooling and doing her work at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I I've 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 some of the generalizations, whether yeah. accurate or inaccurate, we that are. I've heard talk about men being able to compartmentalize. So they the 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 that men tend to like I'm at work right now, so I'm not doing home things. And mom can't do that. Mom, right. mom has always had to be mom and whatever else she was doing at the same time throughout yeah. time immemorial. Yeah. <laughs> right? and, and so we are generalizing. Of course. Of course. And forgive us. And, and if your household is different, please, please let us know because I would love yeah, to of course. know. Um, but but if if you follow, I mean, the, the generalizations exist because there is some d- grain of truth, you know, yeah. a, a, whether whether it's right or wrong, good or bad, or changing or not. <laughs> this this is this is there's a certain amount of reality here, and I will tell you as the as the male who was in a long term marriage with ADHD, there were things that defaulted, but I, I never intended for that to happen. It happened, and it was not. You know, right. You know, I was ignorant. I, I was, well, I wasn't entirely ignorant of it. I, I can't, I'm not trying to relieve myself of responsibility for it, but I will just say that life happened and that's what, you know, went down. I, you know, right. That, wasn't, yeah. Wasn't on purpose. Yeah. Um, so it's, so it tends the house, if there, if it's a two parent household, the default tends to go to the woman to make sure the wheels stay on the bus. And, and so what I think you're getting to here, right, is that if she has ADHD and maybe the male in the household does not, two, holy crap. Two things can happen that I see okay. some men really step up and some men just, just take it on beautifully. And some men just become total jerks and, and right. they're belittling and mean and hard on <sighs> the woman because she's not able to live up to the expectations. Um so it, so it does depend. I see it go go two ways. I really do. Ah, and mm. and often in households where it's more traditional is both cup both partners are working, and the man goes to work. And you know, I ask, okay, well, how are you doing with food and all of that stuff? And and he says, well, I don't eat breakfast and I don't eat lunch. However, I come home and my wife makes a healthy meal. I mean, and I hear that all the time. I probably said those exact words to you, some version of that. I think you probably did. When um, we started coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this is, so it's, so the, it, it just, you know, the man has, he has to focus on work and the ADHD is a problem at work. And the woman has to focus on work. The ADHD is a problem at work. And then she comes home and the ADHD is a problem at home as well. Yikes. Yikes. 
I have so much respect for women. I, I and I'm not, you know, this is not me like trying to do some virtue signaling over here. It's true. I and and if you, Dana, I know you, 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 you know, wife, mom, uh, working wife and mom, well, you know, I'm, you've lived this and you've managed with ADHD. It can be done. Yeah. But I just. And I, I would like I, I, to yeah. say now that that uh, my my beloved husband is semi-retired and um, also unemployed at this point is that he's taken over the, all the cooking. He's taken. We've just gone oh. reverse gender roles and I am the happiest thing. I love it. What? That is so great. Oh Congratulations, Thank Dana. You very much. <laughs> Sometimes he even cooks and does the dishes. Isn't that great? Yeah. That is great. Yeah. I so and I'm in the weird place of being, you know, single dad every other week and just single dude the 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 other ones. <laughs> you know, so you know, uh and I didn't have like a huge wake up call where I went where I went, "Oh my god, all this stuff had to get done." It wasn't that, but it's just it's it's challenging to be all of the things at once. It is. And I I know it is. And, and so, so many people have done it. And so when I so I say single parents, so there are a lot of dads now Definitely. that are, you know, the single dads and you guys are just in the exact place with the, with the woman where it's, you're responsible for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also it alternates, it's back and forth. So that transition, so you go week on, week off, week on, week off is hard. It is so hard. It's so hard. And, and at so many levels, you know. Um, but, but the ADHD executive function bit is certainly there. That's yeah. a challenge yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay, David. So wow. we have kind of gotten off track a little bit and we've rattled on about this for longer than we probably needed to. Um, anyway, so, so the differences is it, ADHD does hit men and women differently and it's Part of that is when they're diagnosed, it's picked up. Part of that is the hormonal fluctuations in women are more pronounced. And so that's they're impacted, their, their cognitive functioning is impacted more by that. And then also the gender roles. And I hope the gender roles are changing. I just, I think I they are. I think that they are. Yeah. And, um, but I'm with you. I hope they continue to change, and and because there's so much that is just unnecessarily stuck in the past. Yeah, and yeah. if you are a single parent, a single dad, a single mom, um, it's it and no, it's hard. It is. That's when I was a solo mom when Scott was a, had a job where for a few years where he was traveling 28 days of the month, and it was oh, wow. it was hell. Oh, it was. Mm. So if you are a single or a solo parent, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And so glad you're listening because it says that you're getting some resources at some level. And so keep doing that. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. You're not in this by yourself. And there's so many great resources today. So that's good. You know, there really are. There's so many more there's um there's support groups there's coaching programs there's private coaching there's you know therapy medication da 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 da, da. there are a lot there's podcasts you know, there's youtube videos there's a lot of support out there so make sure you get the level of support that you need absolutely keep doing that and and now dana there are a whole 29 episodes of just this podcast how how is that that's how, so great how did we do it I know. So speaking of that, if you're if you want to sound off, maybe complain about our generalizations or jump in and add your story, you can find today's episode at kicksomeadhd.com/029, which is our episode number. 
and that'll get you right to this episode. Show notes, stuff there and things. And we'd definitely love to hear from you there and on social media as well. Exactly. And next week, we're going to talk about the different types of ADHD and I get to go on my rant. I can't wait to hear your contrarian view on this. I know. Let me out. All right, David, have a fantastic week, you and all our adorable listeners. Thank you for everything. Yeah, talk to you then. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.